knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, hey, hello, hey, hello, hey. Backpacking listeners, family, how you doing? This is Derek Somerville, and alongside me today is the only man of... (laughs) I don't even know how this happened, guys. It was the only man I've ever seen bait a Bigfoot. I never saw a Bigfoot, of course, but he baited a Bigfoot. He didn't have any apples, so what did he use? Bocce balls. I don't even know how. And the, and the Bigfoot, uh, apparently, he, 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 he tried to eat it. I don't know. How you doing, buddy? I, I don't know how you do these things. It's just somebody won't let the Bigfoot die. Apparently, they're, they're not going to die. They're everywhere. <laughs> Allegedly. And with me... Is Derek Somerville, a man who still can't tell the difference between a knapsack and a sleeping bag. <laughs> I don't nap nap being N A P. That's uh that's good, man. That's good. I don't yeah. have a knapsack, but if I did, I would be proud of it. Be okay. Proud well of technically it. they're the same. Well thing. I mean I, well I'm thinking more bivy sack, but Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, how's your week going? I just got back from Canyonlands National Park. Yes, you did. Went with my son, so just kind of a father-son trip. He's seven years old. And shout out to Steve. He gave me some intel on Canyonlands, and it was good, solid. I got a last month permit, which was awesome. Nice. And, had, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a different trip. We'll probably talk about that another time. But a couple things from that trip that were uh, pretty fun. Like, I don't know if... One of the ladies at the ranger station like has listened to her podcast, but really? she was like immediately not a fan of mine. She was like scolding me over stuff. <laughs> why would why would you relate it to the podcast? Because like as if she'd heard some of the banter that we've had about you know complaining about different things. <laughs> oh my god! So I'll give you an example. I found so I found out that I, I was required to carry a bear canister in desert country in Canyonlands in Utah. Unacceptable. And Unacceptable. I was like, I was like, a bear. I'm like, okay, this is this feels like a punishment. And then there's this other guy that was there, he, another ranger, and he was actually like super friendly, happy guy. Yeah, he was not scolding me, and he he's like, yeah, well, we've never actually had a bear take food from campers before. Right. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, so I'm I'm carrying a bear canister. And there's been no reported incidents of this ever being an issue ever. He's like, yeah, and then that's when I started getting scolded about, well, we don't want that to happen here, and that's why you're carrying a bear canister. Oh so, like that, that kind of thing. Everyone's out um, to get you, man. They're just all out to get you. Well, I was, I had a good time with it. I, I almost was like, can I, can we do this interview live, like on camera? And anyway, mm-hmm. um, so that anyway, so more on that. But I just thought that was interesting that they require bear canisters, and they've never actually had an issue with that. That is funny. So, so that's one, and then we got a uh, question, non-audio question, but through Facebook from mm-hmm. a guy named Satchel. I, yeah, and yeah, did you see that? I did. I'm trying to pull it okay. up right now as we're doing this. Yeah. So the, the part that I want to talk about that he brought up was he he actually it sounds like he's he's kind of like me. He's like looking way ahead and he wants to plan a trip for mm. March slash April. He wants to go. It sounds it sounds like he's based in California. Wants to go somewhere kind of in that area. Right. So, Derek, what would you? What advice do you have for Satchel for March and April? I, I feel like that those are not the easiest months to plan for. I think, yeah, I don't know. That's a really hard one. I, I mean, obviously, I always lean toward Yosemite, but I think um, the weather's going to be a lot uh, colder, rainier for sure. It could be anything. Yeah, it's and even in the summer, I mean, it's it's unpredictable. So, 
Right. Um, that's a really hard one, especially for California. You know, I mean, um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't really know where to recommend. That's why I don't think we really go. Have we ever gone March, April in California anywhere? Uh, I have. I don't know if you have, but I don't, I don't think I have. It sounds like your answer is I don't know. Is that your answer to his question? <laughs> I don't really have a good suggestion. I mean, I I think okay. Yosemite's the best. Obviously, I mean, you could go if you're looking for epic scenery. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know how experienced he is, but. Basically, yeah, if you go to, I've been to Yosemite during those times, and it could be anything from rain to snow mm-hmm. to maybe perfect weather, but it could be per- perfect weather with snow on the ground where you've got to have extra gear, you're post holing, and it, kind of, it can be kind of a disaster. If anything, yeah, it can be. And I remember going with my wife a little bit earlier in the year, a little bit after April, I think it was May actually, and we had so much snow um, on the trail that we lost the trail because there was like a thousand other you know, footprints in the snow going elsewhere. So right. we kind of had to cut across off trail and head back to the, the main trail loop. But, um, you know, it can be a pain for sure. Cause you're out there in the middle of nowhere and you're like, Oh my gosh, the trail's gone. The snow just popped up out of nowhere. So right. uh, yeah, I mean, I would recommend if you're planning on going somewhere for sure, like, uh, you know, try to try to stay in touch with the weather and the ranger stations and all that as it, as it gets closer, but it's going to be a gamble right. either way. Bottom line. So I have a better place then as a result of that. If you're trying, if you want to be more, some, somewhat more reliable, I would go to the desert. And if you want to go relatively close, you can go to Joshua Tree National Park. You could go and Joshua Tree, yeah. you're, you're, you're packing in all your water. That's mm-hmm. the drawback. But True. it's a pretty, it's a pretty epic park for sure. And that's, that's kind of the local California way. If you want to go a little bit more, uh, a little farther away, still a day's drive, depending upon where you're driving from. I go Zion National Park or Bryce Canyon or that area. Even even the national forests around that still have some pretty awesome stuff. And I think that you're going to have more reliable weather, and it's going to be nicer weather. Yeah, got to watch out for the flash floods for sure. True. But that's that'd be my suggestion. Anyway, that, a good question. I think that might be the hardest time of the year to plan for because it's definitely not. It True. could be winter conditions, could be spring conditions, could be summer. Like it's just you never know. But maybe maybe Satchel's a baller, and he's just like, I got the gear, I can tough it out. Then yeah, I mean that can be part of the adventure. It's like I'm going to go no matter what, and then just kind of take it take it on. Exactly, I like so, it. So there yeah. you go. Thanks for the question. Good question. All right, I got a verse lead in for our topic for today. Hmm. Luke twelve fifteen, and Jesus said to them, "Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, covetousness." For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And we are going to be talking about our possessions today and other people's possessions in this episode. But really, I think you and I are on the same page on this. Like, we love to, like, our possessions in regard to backpacking is all about getting us out there and experiencing the outdoors. We're not the person who's always shopping for the latest, greatest piece of gear Mm. and coveting other people's gears at no. Thursday. Yeah, that's t- I think no, we're definitely not that way. I think I'll do my homework and my research on a lot of different gear, but once I find something I really like, I'm I kind of like I think we're the same way. We kind of just hang on to it for a very long oh, time. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So, a couple disclaimers on this episode. Yeah. There is a lot of gear experts out there, a lot of bloggers. We've kind of referenced a few of them, one of them being sectionhiker.com. I think that's kind of his niche even though we've <laughs> referenced different things that he's come up with. And they like they're they are into their gear. Um Spagiver's another one like those guys know their stuff. Oh, so, yeah. if you're really looking for uh, you know, kind of legitimate gear reviews, like that's where this is not going to be a gear review kind of episode because that's not that's not our strength. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're also going to talk about we've had questions about our gear specifically what we bring, and we do not at this point have anything from Outdoor Vitals because they just kind of came on with us as a sponsor, and we tend to hang on to our gear for quite some time. So not to say that's not going to be kind of in our future repertoire, but it's True. not there yet. Could definitely be. Um, right. Yeah. For sure, I would say okay. yeah. I'm glad. We, I'm glad we're not a gear review podcast. It's not my. It's not my passion. No, no, no. You know what I mean, it's not my. No, passion. it's not. And I think, I think some of those guys do a good job making it interesting. And oh, I don't yeah. know that I could. <laughs> so we're. So here's what we're gonna do. We got. We're gonna run, give it kind of a quick rundown of the stuff that we typically bring, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna talk about gear in general, gear myths. And so we're gonna be the MythBusters for backpacking gear, or we're gonna try to be. Mm. So that's what we got for this episode, and I think I think there's some interesting stuff. 
Uh, give us a rundown, Derek, of, of kind of the gear that you've got that you've been bringing. My gear? All right. Um, I think if I'm going through the the main the main things, um, I'd say my stove. I use a MSR Pocket Rocket. Yep. Lightweight. Very lightweight. Yep. Uh, I love that thing. It's been very... I think you got one too, right? I do, yeah. It's just super durable. It's it's super light. Lasts as forever. We both love it's great. Yeah, it's a great stuff. I've had it for over what I think like nine years or ten years yeah. or something. Um, my bag. I just got a new bag uh, a couple years ago. Okay. I got an Osprey thirty six liter. I think I mentioned that. When we say bag, episode. I think you're talking about pack, right? Pack. Sorry, pack. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the guy was like, "This is not a backpacking backpack. It's a day pack." I right. Said, we, we had we had a conversation. Right. So, so is we the did. model. Of that, the 36 liter. <laughs> 36 liter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know the model, do you? <laughs> oh, I didn't even, you know, I, I, I don't even remember. It's um, It's okay. Uh, I could go look at it. Side note, I told Derek to look at the models for all the gear he's going to mention. That's why I'm making fun of him. No, it's the only thing. In it. I got the models of everything else. Let me, let me pull it up. So, yeah, my Osprey 36 liter Stratos Oh, Stratos, back okay. pack. Yeah, Stratos backpack. Uh, sleeping bag I'm in love with. Um mm. I always had like a super thin lightweight, but I think I had one year where I'm like, this is out of control coldness. So I'm like, I wanted something really lightweight, but really, really warm. And those okay. are a little pricier. So I ended up getting an REI brand. It's called Igneo, uh, REI, Igneo 17 degree bag, but it's nice. only like a pound, a pound and a half maybe. It's really not, light. It's not a pound. There's no way it's only a pound at 17 degrees. But it's, it, it's light. Is yeah. it down? Um, I, no, I believe it's synthetic. Let me see. Are down feathers popping out of it every once in a while? No, no, no it's not like that. Just synthetic. So there's no way it's only a pound then. Dude, I get it. Right. It could still be lightweight, but that's that's yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, it's a little. It's over a pound. It's a little over a pound. It's not like it's under two pounds though. Okay, I'm gonna look it up later, and then I'll get back, get back to you. On that. I'm looking it up right now. I got it right now. I okay. forgot the the weight. The weight is one pound. See right here, one pound fifteen ounces. So just under two pounds. <laughs> so two pounds a pound. Okay. No, it's All right. Pounds. All right. I'll give it's it to you. Not two pounds. I'll give it to you. So, uh, I but it's so warm. It's so I love that thing. And you can pack That's it really tight, really small. I just bought a compression sack for it. Um, love that thing. Um, bladder. I just <laughs> I. <laughs> You really wanted to mention which bladder you had. What are you talking about? Of course. I know. Bladder. Well, you're going bladder before you're going your sleeping pad or anything else. What? Who cares about the order? <laughs> I am not, it doesn't, you are the a order teacher. doesn't matter. I just knew that you were excited to talk about it. Okay. Well, you know what? Just for you, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to the pad. I'm going to come okay. back to the bladder, okay? Just so you know, I, I, I'm going to share what bladder I have, too, just because you're sharing yours. Yeah, right. You already have yours down, probably. Uh, my <laughs> my sleeping pad is fantastic. I I have I'm a kind of guy where my hips. I'm a hippie guy. We, we know so about your hips. We know about the hips. They 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 get kind of they kind of dig. So I wanted something that was over an inch and a half of thickness. So I got a uh, REI. It's a it's called the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, the R value is like three point seven. Um, what does that mean? It means the warmth, dude. Check it out. Look yeah, it's three point seven good or medium or. It's. I mean, for me, it works. It's good for me. I haven't <laughs> ever been cold. I mean, it works for me. My All other right. R values are a little bit lower, so this. So your 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 um your technical analysis of the R value is three point seven is it works. No, I'm just comparing it to my old ones, dude. It's not that hard. Okay, I don't know R values either, so I'm not. I'm not. Well, I know my claiming. old ones were a little bit. Uh, lower, so this one, okay. uh, and and I was never really that cold, so I wasn't too concerned. But this one's higher, and it was it was it's been fine. So right. our value is three point seven. Um, it's two two inches thick, but it, again, it was like I think it's I want to say it's like one pound and a a, a few ounces. I want to say, and I know okay. Carl's gonna be like, "There's no way," but no, right. no, no, that's that's actually nice. Uh, and my shoes, I use Solomon shoes. I just got those because as we talked about, I burned. My other shoes like a rookie, yeah. which I hadn't done in a while. So okay. Uh, oh, and my bladder <laughs> is the which I know you're really excited to talk about. Um, I ventured away. I won't. I'll, I'll save the brand of what I ventured away from for later in the episode. But I got an Osprey uh, 1.5 liter, and I put an inline Sawyer filter in the tube. I cut the tube and just put that in between, so that way I can just dip it. And sip it as you will. Wow, so. that sounds like a thing. 
dip it and sip it. I just made it a thing, Carl. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I do. That's I made good. things. That's clever. Dip it and sip it. I know. I write it I down. I don't know that I have anecdotes for all of my pieces of gear like you do. I just was simply going to kind of go over it real quick. That's exciting. This is why you shouldn't do gear. I, we should not do gear reviews. I know. This is probably, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, my sleeping bag's a little bit newer. I think I got mine a year ago, and I went with Mountain Hardware. It's called the Hyper Lamina Spark 32, which is obviously a 32-degree bag. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with some of the better brands... Like me, not REI. <laughs> I feel like yeah. you can get away with a slightly uh, yeah. cooler bag, just and it's and you can get away with it. So I've been using that all sorts of places, different seasons. Uh, I bought a cheap inflatable pillow called Trekology off Amazon. It was like fifteen dollars, um, which mm. is cheap for the for for the pillows that only weigh like a couple ounces. Yeah. Uh, my Thermarest is a Neo Air. I think it's Neo Air Light. It's a woman's size. My feet hang off a little bit, but it only weighs 12 ounces, so that's why I bought that. Dig that. Similar situation as you. Um, I have the MSR Pocket Rocket. We've got the REI Half Dome 4 tent. And we also, mm-hmm. somebody else in our group brings like a big Agnes Copper Spur 5. So kind yeah, of lighter weight one. Yeah, I pitched in, I own technically half of that. So That's right. That that's right. So you're, you, you could have claimed I lo- that. It's a good tent. I like it that. is. And then I've got, let's see, the the pack I'm using. It just kind of depends on the, the trip. If I'm going, if I'm going super lightweight, I've got like the, the, the Go Light. I think it's called the Light Speed, and mm. that was a super lightweight pack. If I'm going with my family or I'm bringing a bunch of extra camera gear stuff for this trip, which I've been doing the last few years, I go with a big one, the Osprey Aether 85 liter, and I don't mm. always fill it up unless I'm with my family. And then I definitely fill it up. And then, yeah, man, uh, platypus gravity filter, the one that has, like, the two the two bags in between. Did you like that last year? Did you like that? Um, I'm going to say more on that later, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Nathan bladder from kind of a, the running packs, I've talked about that before, but I've mm-hmm. stopped bringing that every time. If I feel like there's a, an abundance of water, I actually just get, like, an Aquafina bottle or, like, a sturdier water bottle I can kind of chuck after the trip and mm-hmm. just kind of use that. So, yeah, that's kind of run down for my stuff. I have a sea to a sea to summit pillow. Four, I think it's four ounces. Okay, so I guess nice. I guess to to sum up what we have is we have like a variety of quality and pricing, which I think you are going to address with the trivia today, right? Uh, yes, we can talk about that for sure. All right, so let's get on to the gear myths. And so here's how mm. we're going to play this, Derek. I'm going to give you a gear myth. Mm. And then you tell me if that is in fact a myth, like it's, yeah, like, like what that is, is, is actually like, it's basically to simplify, it's either true, it's false, or it's like sometimes true. True. Okay. Okay. So I'll give you the, I'll give you the gear myth and then you can tell me if it, if that that truly is like an accurate, like it's, it's confirmed that that actually does happen or false means that like, that's just a myth and it's just Mm. a bunch of hullabaloo. Sometimes it's kind of somewhere in the middle, obviously. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Sleeping bag ratings are pretty accurate. I'm going to say no. I'm Well, I'm going to say no. What do you mean okay. pretty accurate? That's so vague. Um, like, I know, mean, I've had like, like within, a... Within five degrees of accuracy, how about that, on either side? Uh, I mean, okay, if... In my experience, yeah, I would say within five degrees, yeah. Okay. That I've had I've had it be fairly accurate. So you say it's true. That's not a myth. That is actually legit. In my experience, yes. Okay. I would say that that is sometimes true, and I think it's more likely to be true with the better quality brands. And right. I have, yeah, like I have a 32-degree bag right now that I have taken down to 32 degrees, maybe a little bit lower, and I feel like, like I was definitely reaching the limit there. Um, I've had a 35 degree bag where, man, if, if that bag was like under 45 degrees and I was freezing in it. So yeah, I, yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of variability between brands and also between people. Some people sleep warm, some people sleep cold and I'm kind of on the colder side. So I want right. a warmer thing. Sounds like you are too. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think there's just too much variability for them to be super accurate in general. But like I said, maybe better with the with the brands but again it's hard for me to really give you a good answer on that because like i have a 17 degree bag and we go into like what like 
you know, 50s, maybe 40s. 40s, yeah. Um, so I'm going to be warm, and I'm not going to be like... I've never been like touching the cold limit, except on my old Maybe, backwards. Maybe you need to branch out a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you need to go... I'm totally fine. In some different seasons. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll just go to the uh, North Pole and uh, try the bag out, you know? I would go with you. Next one. Yeah. Waterproof shoes slash False. False. Are a hundred percent waterproof. False. <laughs> totally Why? False. What 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 part is false in that it's one? It's a load of malarkey is what it is. I mean, I think they're never look, you can the shoes, I hate I hate this I hate this topic, okay? Because so many people <laughs> Nothing's 100% waterproof, uh, shoe-wise. Um, okay. If you step in a river, you're going to get wet. I mean, it's not going to, like, keep your foot dry. You're not going to keep your feet dry. Um, so, what, like, you, like you, be, be a little more specific. So, you step in a river, you're talking about, like, you step in the river, like, over the shoe, like, you're up to calf level, say? Or are you talking about, like, it's, if the water's flowing over Look, the... Look, if you, if you, you know, went and got, like, sandals, uh, mm-hmm. then sure, waterproof it up. But if you're getting, like, trail shoes... Um, with the sole, with a, a top, with laces, with all that stuff, um, and they say it's 100 percent waterproof. It's I don't know. I never. I've like Scotch guarded my shoes. I've done everything. It's still you're gonna get water in there if you want water in there, and you're gonna get sweat. And it's 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 nothing's 100. Okay. percent And in my experience, shoe wise, to keep it 100 percent waterproof, like something's okay. gonna get in. Uh, and then nothing, I, you know. That's, I don't this know, is that's, a weird one because I completely agree and completely disagree with you at the same time. How is that possible? Because I agree that it's like I agree that it's false that that is a false statement. Yeah. But the reason why you're saying that, like, I disagree with because if you if you can have waterproof shoes and if you step into a river and the water goes over your toes, like it'll keep the water out. Like they have those. Like that's not anything crazy. What makes them not 100% waterproof is that when you go in and the water goes above the shoe line and then the, the water can kind of come in through, you know, the sock area right there, then it does the exact opposite of what you want. It actually keeps the water inside your shoe. Right. So, okay. I see. No, so I see what you're saying. You, okay. So you could wear a gaiter and, and, and kind of hold it off for a little bit, but really, depending well, upon the circumstances, like, yeah. like the, if, if the water or the snow or whatever is like above the shoe line, like it's going to eventually get in there. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not assuming I'm wearing a gator or anything like that, but it, right, yeah, just yeah, I didn't specify that for sure. So I'm, I'm agreed thinking, and disagreed. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm thinking, and again, I'm, I'm only going up the gear that I know. You know what I mean? And so, like, if if there's obviously like gnarlier shoes with like more coverage, that would if you're if you're going through some puddles, maybe or or it's raining or something like that, it's going to keep your foot drier. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I also like the type of shoe that you know has a little bit of breathability but again i understand that if it gets wet it's gonna get wet speaking of shoes and boots if you break in your boots you won't get blisters <laughs> false okay because you get uh that's just like saying you'll never get a blister if you have you know i think i got a blister um a few years ago my shoes were like 10 years old i think it just depends how the shoe wears on your foot, and okay. is it rubbing? Is it not? Uh, yeah, I think that. It, yeah, yeah. You could wear if you're a size ten foot and you wear size five boots. Like you could break those things in, <laughs> oh, but wow. you're still gonna get blisters. I don't know what you do in Colorado, Carl, but here in <laughs> California, hey. Um, yeah, if you wear no, I think that, socks. That's constantly changing. Anything too, you know? Yeah, socks are important. Obviously, as your we, feet are wet the whole time. Like, yeah, there's yeah. Right. So that, that's 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 a full on myth right there. I think we're on the same page on that one. Yeah. Okay, so we got a couple of these on my list, like we've talked about before, but it was a while ago, so we're going to rehash a couple of them. If you want to preserve your tent floor, footprints are worth the money and they're worth the extra weight. Oh my gosh. Are we having this conversation? Okay. I have What's a... What's wrong with this conversation? <laughs> because we, talk, we bash footprints. I have a footprint in my garage that we... Every year, like, we're not bringing this. Do not bring this. We do not right. need this. Um, you know, to me, it is, and I think you're going to agree. To me, it's just extra weight. I don't feel like you need no, it. No, I think it's extra weight, and I think it's a waste of money, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel like we really ever need it, you know? Like, yeah, I feel, I have one, too, that's just my garage, and I'm embarrassed by it. You should be. It's like, 
It's like an eyesore. It's like a reminder of a poor decision. I almost want to take it to REI during the tent sale and just kind of like bring it in a jacket and just kind of plop it on the table there and walk out. I'm giving back at least, you know? Yep. Okay. So yeah. Tent tent floors now are are sturdy enough. I mean, you can still do damage. You know, you bring your pocket knife in there and let the blade (laughs) run on it. I'm sure you can find ways to make holes in it, but for the most part, they're pretty sturdy. Yeah, really sturdy. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um, Women's versus men's cuts for sleeping bags and sleeping pads are all marketing gimmicks. I I, th- I think like you said, like you you found a use for a woman's sleeping pad. Um, yeah, but so so there, so yeah. So does it really matter that it's like a women's one if if I as a man am using it? No, again, it's like what works. I almost got like a kid's one that was like half my body that just went past my hips. Um, okay. You know, because you're trying to. I think at the time I was like, what can I get that's like extremely lightweight and it's going to support me. So yeah. I mean, I don't. I think there's certain things that who cares if it's girl, if it's guy, if it works for you, it works for you. Like you know. I, I don't really think it matters, but I think so. If it's so, yeah, but you're not really answering. Is it a, is it a marketing gimmick? That Probably, there's okay. some marketing gimmick. I mean, it's it's. I mean, to get you know, if you're trying to get more females interested in the outdoors, more males interested in the maybe like a younger crowd interest. Like you're going to do something to like attract their attention for sure. I'm going to go sort of or sometimes true on this one because I think that the with the pads, like you're just looking for different sizes and yeah, like. You you can just buy the size that fits your your length. It doesn't really matter you, if it's men's or women's. But you know that like when people advertise like a pad or a bag, and like how can we spruce this up to get the certain types of maybe the girly girls who wouldn't go out in the outdoors? Mm-hmm. You know, like we got this pink pad, we got this, we got that. Different colors, yeah, yeah, sure. and that's fine. Um, yeah, you know, but if it's if it works, it works. It doesn't really matter, I think. But yeah, and I, and I think it does work for the bags. Like my wife got a Sear Designs lady's bag and she like no matter what bag I, I would get her like she'd always find a way to be cold mm-hmm. and i was like i'm like this is rated for like 25 degrees colder than what the temperature is how are you cold in this thing and i got her this woman's bag and she thinks it's the best thing ever and she hasn't been cold since so i was like all right maybe wow. there's something to that is, yeah. yeah i mean i'm not i'm not a pro so who knows i could be wrong right okay uh wa- this is another one we've we've, we've mentioned before mm. waterproof and breathable means that you will stay dry while hiking in wet no. weather. No. I, I would disagree with that, for sure. I mean, it, okay. I think it always we always have that conversation with the, uh, with the rain jackets, right? So right. are you going to stay dry in a rainstorm with a 100% waterproof jacket? You might. Like, I have a great jacket. I think it's, uh, I think my father-in-law got me, I think it was an Eddie Bauer or Columbia or something like that. Great jacket. Okay. The rain does not get in. Um, but right. is it breathable? No, because I get sweaty in there because you're so hot. Um, well, but some of them is it, are those marketed as breathable though. Uh, I don't. I, I the one I have you're talking about. Well, yeah. The idea is that the ones that are marketed as breathable. Yeah, yeah. Are they in fact breathable? Is, is my question. Well, I think in my experience, I could be wrong. I'm not an expert, obviously, but in my experience, when they're, I think they're saying it's 100 percent waterproof. Sure. Okay. Um, and breathable, maybe they have like the armpit pockets the that you can unzip. Zips, and yeah. That would pit zips, and that creates some ventilation, which which is true. It does, and it still is not going to allow water in. You know, ideally. Right. So, um, but I there's in my experience, like no, it, there's no perfect jacket in my experience. I haven't tried them all, obviously, but you know. Okay. I don't know. To say perfectly dry, I would say no. No. I, I think I haven't found one that's breathable where if I'm hiking either at a good pace or going uphill and it's causing me to sweat and right. I've got a jacket on, whether it's rainy or not, like my sweat is not evaporating through the jacket. Like I'm staying wet inside the jacket. Right. So like those pit zips are just not enough. They help I'm sure they help the a little sweat. bit to, to to release the you know, some of the heat, but yeah, not even close enough. And you can have a you can have a waterproof jacket that's not breathable that still has the pit zips, so you might as well. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That. But if people knew about your, um, you know, amazing chesticle chest size, like the pit zips don't help with that. You know, like chesticle chest chest sweat chesticles okay. is that a thing? You get chest sweat, and that is not going to evaporate through the pit zips. And so, like, you take off your jacket, and you yeah. have like a sweaty front of your shirt or whatever. Well, here let me ask you this question: Is it more offensive? for somebody to kind of like put their arms behind their head and do like a little stretch and then like unzip the pit zips after like, I don't know, four or five days of backpacking or to eat chili mac with beef and share a tent with you. 
Wow. That's a great question. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean more towards is it which is worse? Yeah, more offensive. I, I still gotta go chili. Yeah, I, I still gotta go chili because <laughs> chili you're usually in that confined area usually. Yep. In the tent, whereas like if you go unzipped pits, you can you can like you can like branch off to a little meadow and you know something like that. Right. Handle that. Branch off to a meadow. All right. Next one. Fuel canisters. So like. Stoves that require mm-hmm. fuel canisters don't mm-hmm. work in sub-freezing temperatures. Oh, gosh. I've never tried. I couldn't say. Okay, you don't. don't so this one, you can just claim ignorance on this one. Um, I'll claim ignorance. They typically su- suggest you use, like, a liquid, like a white gas stove when you're going into super mm-hmm. cold temperatures. And if you're going into, like, sub-zero degree Fahrenheit temperatures, then, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I'd have to look that one up. But you can actually, the, the, the key is you got to keep the fuel canisters warm enough uh, to use sure. them so you can actually like pack them yeah. in your jacket pockets which isn't very comfortable right. but if you really want to make them work and you don't have another option like you don't want to buy another stove for example you can make it work unless it's like yeah. super cold in which case you probably should have better gear anyway but yeah. so that that one I want to say is somewhat sometimes true those are, those are pretty resilient the canisters you know they are well yeah yeah they can be yeah. alright this is my last one for you oh boy this will be ridiculous. I can already tell. Uh, this is legit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a dig at me. This is going to be a dig at me. <laughs> Wait for it. Here we go, guys. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. No, no, I don't want to guess. You go ahead and guess. Go ahead. go ahead and guess. It's something to do with something that I did do, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the like a uh, food or salmon juice. Salmon, salmon juice. juice. Is it the salmon juice? Is impossible to get rid of <laughs> if poured on a backpack. That's like oh, a big time myth out there. So is that is that true? Uh, just because somebody poured put salmon in the back of your backpack as a legendary epic prank. Mm. Uh, that you're still getting confused, by the way. You're still getting it confused with the salmon pesto. I would Did never... Did I say salmon pesto? I said salmon juice. No, but you implied originally that I put <laughs> my salmon pesto in your backpack. I would never... That's like a... That's, I would slap myself in the face if I did that. Sounds like you're the and, one hanging on to that. I'm just, talking, I'm just saying salmon juice. The salmon juice from the little tiny few ounce packs of, you know, sockeye salmon or whatever. Yep. Can you get that juice out? I think there's a way, Carl. I just don't think you've found it yet. You know, that's well, did I smell like salmon on the last trip? Not really, no. Okay, so I then there know. is a way. Yeah, so that is actually a, a myth that is false. Uh, it took repetitive <laughs> uses of baking soda and a um, commercial-grade air freshener bought at, like, a, you know, the car parts place. That was sprayed wow. directly into the backpack. Had a lot to, of money going to, to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you owe me for sure. So <laughs> there you go. For those of you that are concerned about that, that have had an issue with a um, not so nice friend pouring sandwiches in your pack, there you go. There is a way to get it out. There's not so nice, and then there's adventurously fun. Mm-hmm. And you, my friend, have both. Yep, in, in different <laughs> characters for sure. Now to wrap up our, our gear, our gearhead talk. Mm. Even though we're not like professional testers and we haven't, you know, we're not comparing apples to apples necessarily. These are just from our own personal experiences. True. Give me your three. Let's do this. Let's go three of your favorite brands that have kind of stood mm-hmm. the test of time that you like. Okay. And one that you kind of uh, hate. Mm, okay. Like basically you're um, okay if we never get sponsored by that one because we're just bashing them right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I think three that I like would be... I really do... I have been getting more into the REI, some of the REI brand stuff. I did not think I would, but um, okay. I've really enjoyed the the, the sleeping bag and the, and the um, sleeping mat from them. Um, I really have always enjoyed the Osprey brand. Okay. I have also enjoyed the... I had a Marmot backpack that I really loved. Yep. I just obviously went a different direction because um, it fit my needs for the current time period. But um, so yeah, I'd say Marmot, uh, REI, and Osprey. Okay, interesting. My, REI yeah. for me, I think probably for a lot of people out there, is a complete mixed bag. Sometimes they are surprisingly mm-hmm. amazing quality at some stuff, yeah. and sometimes they like break down right away. So it just mixed bag. Right, right. 
And that could change. You know what I mean? Like, I have never thought they were that great until yeah. I got these two pieces of equipment. I'm like, I love them. They're great yeah. so far. No, that's awesome. Okay. So we have a... So I'm also Osprey. And yeah, like I have... You know, I've got one of their packs, and that has held up to a lot of abuse mm. to, to the salmon right. juice, like we talked about. No, so, the salmon juice. Yeah, so Osprey, big fan of Osprey. And uh, you mentioned MSR. You didn't say that as one of your top three, but, but I've had a lot of MSR stoves over the years. I want to say I've had like four or five over the years, and they've yeah. never broken. Like, they always work. Solid. That's such a... Something like so dependable, you need right, right. So you know, I, I, mean. I, I like that one. My last one, That's I have true. a feeling might be controversial because I have a feeling some people have had problems with this brand, but okay. I have not. Like I've had amazing really? success with okay. Thermarest. Really? Yeah. I can, they kind of they've kind of slipped down for me a little bit. Have they? Well, yeah. I just I know that I've got like like pads that are you know 15 years old that that have never had mm-hmm. leaks. Um, my current one, yeah. this one lo- this looks like the most susceptible to a leak, and I've, I've, I've only had it for, you know, like a year, year and a half, but I've gone on a lot of trips, used it a bunch, right. and, it's, and it's held up. And I even used it, like, you know, with my chair kit, so I'm not just using it to sleep on, I'm using it to sit on. And no problems. And I have had, I bought, like, a lightweight REI pad, and that mm. one had, like, within the first year, it had, like, multiple leaks. So really? which, that's kind of my, my comparison there. I guess I'll, I'll probably know more because um, I still have that REI one that I have. So, okay. but Thermarest is durable. I just feel like they never had anything that was comfortable for me. Yeah. That's just me though. Anyway, so those are my top kind of high maintenance. Yeah, those are my top three. Honorable mention to Sierra Designs, by the way, just because my wife's sleeping bag, and then I had a tent that lasted forever from them. So I like their stuff too. Hmm. I don't even know if they're making tents anymore. But all right, what's what's your brand? This is the brand where we like self sabotage the podcast. We will never be mm. sponsored by this brand because you don't like them. You know what I'm going to say. You know. I don't know if it's I Camelback. know. Camelback. 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 Okay. I'm not a fan of the Camelback. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've just had a couple bladders where they just, the top would not close properly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a result, your bladder's in your bag. And lo and behold, you open your bag and everything's wet. Right in the middle of the trip, which is really, really a bummer. You know, I think that's mainly happened with Camelback for me too. And I stopped buying their stuff a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I just got over it. You think like, it's closed? Oh, it's not this. closed, or like the hose pops off or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think they're probably better yeah. now, but the ones I use, I'm with you on that one for sure. Yeah. What about you? What's so I'm name? similar, similar genre. Platypus for me. Really? Yeah, we talked about how no, I how we've got that yeah. as our current filtration system, and right. You know, I'll just tell you straight up. Like, I need help with fil- filtration because I feel like every f- I've gone through so many different brands of filters, different types of filters, and those things just break so easily. It's ridiculous. And the f- yeah. this, this one's not broken, but like when I first started using it, it was amazing. Like it was so fast. It filtered uh, a couple liters in a couple minutes, and now it's just like trickling through, and it, it just takes a lot of you know backwashing mm. maintenance. It's just annoying. And yeah. I I bought other platypus yeah. stuff in the past. And like I had a, I actually had a water bladder from Platypus, and somehow that mm. broke. Like I don't know how you break a bladder. And I'm not talking about like where you screwed on. I'm talking about the actual plasticky substance act, like cracked, and there's a hole in it. So really, yeah. So I'm I'm not a fan of Platypus. That makes sense. Yeah, I remember your gravity filter was so slow. This year, yeah, or last year, yeah, it's it, it was painful, and frustrating. So uh, I'll probably try another one for next year. Get a different filter. There's there's new ones coming out all the time, of course. Um, also, uh, on dishonorable mention for this would, this category would also be New Balance stuff, specifically shoes. Mm. I used to be all in mm. on New Balance like trail runners forever, and then they went downhill for me so fast that like some. I don't know. I don't want to get too angry about New Balance, but I wouldn't buy their stuff anymore. Don't get angry. Well, let me ask you a question, though. Okay. So I got you on, you know, you love MSR. Yep. Why don't you try an MSR filter? Like a water filter. Um, I have tried MSR filters. So they had, I don't even know how available they are. They had, they called it the, the, the MSR Sweet Water Filter. And that yeah, one right was... I, I said MSR. I might have just said MSR, but I meant MSR stoves was what I liked. The filter. Mm, okay. They've had a couple. Actually, they've had a couple filters. I think they had a ceramic filter there too for a while, and that was just heavy and a hassle. The right. 
the sweet water filter was like a pump that was super easy to break and clogged uh, very mm-hmm. quickly. And I actually brought that one on the John Deere Trail, and it got us through, but it was kind of a hassle. I'm just saying, there's the MSR Mini Works. Um, got four out of five stars, buddy. Okay, four hundred. Well, maybe reviews, you need so. to bring that next time. I'm, I'm, if somebody else wants to get the filter, I am happy to. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet to you have are. them do that. <laughs> I'll bet you are. I'll bet you are. It's time for trivia, man. Okay. So what you got for me? This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, today we're going to be talking about the five pieces of backpacking gear that Backpackers.com ranked are the top five that are worth spending money on. These are the things that you need to save your bucks for, your dividends for from REI, to buy these five items. So don't don't go cheap on these ones. Don't go cheap. Go quality. Don't Google this while we're doing it. I'm not going to... Uh, Wait, is this from backpackers.com? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> this is... I, I, I'm going as straightforward as possible with you because I don't... You're going to mock my trivia and that's fine. No, I just Seven haven't heard point. of this website before. Is this like... Are these backpackers? Of course, like, I, it's called Google. There's lots of sites out there. You probably is there, is there a lot of sites out there? Okay, thanks. There's like a couple, like two or three. <laughs> so there's Section Hiker, Backpackers.com, and REI. Those are the only backpacking sites in the world. Right. <laughs> well, I, the reason why I ask is because I'm wondering if it's backpackers like you go backpacking the mountains, or if it's talking about the kind of like European style backpacking. Dude, this is backpack. It's backpacking gear. Okay. You can you can. This is out. Just. Don't feel weird. Just, I'll look at it backwards. I want you to think about this, okay? You're better than this. <laughs> raise, your, five, <laughs> five, raise your standards. Yeah, five pieces okay. that they think, these people I've never met before, think that are essential to spend some money on. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint. Bear canister's not on there. Thank goodness. All right, now they got more credibility. <laughs> I know that you want it. <laughs> Section okay. Hiker did not have any say in this, so um, it should be fine. <laughs> All right. So you, okay. you, we talked before this episode, and you predicted I was going to get four out of five. You don't think I can get five out of five? I think this. you'll get four out of five. I don't yeah, know if you'll get five, there's probably out like, five. Like I said, there's probably a random one that I'm not thinking of or that I don't care about. Can yeah. I Can I just ask, is is water bladder on there since that's your favorite piece of gear? I'm not going to say. I want you <laughs> okay. to. I'm not going to guess water bladder, but. You might. I don't know. You might. All right. So, you know, you know this, man, this is such a matter of opinion, but I'm going to go with the ones that I think are worth spending the cash on. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Ah, but, you know, you can make an argument that you can buy some pretty cheap stuff. It might be heavier or it might be less comfortable, but you can still get away with it, man. Like, 
like for I'm just thinking like the sleeping pad, for example, like you can buy one of those foam pads and they're not very expensive and they're not very comfortable, but will they hold up hold the heat in? They will. So Okay. 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 Sorry. It's it's I know you're gonna you have a lot to say about this. this I do. Is, this is Okay, where, here we go. First one, first one. Yeah. Backpack. Backpack is okay, I'm gonna write that down. You're gonna write it down. Is, that, there, is that correct? I'm not gonna tell you what's on there. Okay. Sleeping bag. Fruitless search for a good water filtration system. Water filter? Okay. The fruitless and search. I'm gonna tell <laughs> That's what I feel like, man. I, I hate the water filters. Just just bring a you're, just bring a Nalgene bottle, you know? You just figure just figure it out. Well, <laughs> did you did you see what happened to the pump filter I brought last year? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, did it break? And there, there, Is that the one you're talking about? There was like so it it was yeah like as you pumped it was shooting water oh, through yeah. the housing I told in you, a spot I, where there shouldn't have been a hole. Yeah, I'm the one that I don't know if you recognize that. I definitely recognize that. Well, no. At, at one point, it was just spraying yeah, it was out. It wasn't hard to recognize. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "How does it even have a hole?" There? I don't even like. I don't know. The bottom of the housing cracked, and it was spraying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So and, uh, that was so frustrating. So it's usually a pretty good. Filter. Anyway, okay. So we got three. It's a bat. You have a sleeping bag. Was it um, backpack? Water filter. Tent. Okay. Like again, I think I can get by with a cheap stove. I think I can get by with a cheap pad. I think I can get by. Like you can get by with no stove, really, depending on where you go. Let's let's say. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna go general. I'm gonna say clothing. Clothing. Yeah, is that too general? That's a little general. Yeah, let's be more specific. So like jacket, jacket, jacket. like okay. You got. Do you want to hear what you got? You got two out of five, buddy. You got two. <laughs> 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 I mean, they're all good guesses. You get two out of five. Um, tent, tent is on there. I'll go. I'll go over these okay. real quick. Tent is on there, um, and there. You yeah. know, obviously, there's tent should be on there. It's obviously something you need if you want a good shelter. There's all kinds of good designs. Okay. Yeah, I, but but I've seen guys backpack with Coleman tents and they're heavy, but they get yeah, it yeah. With it. Um, so there's it's worth the money though to get a tent. It's you're gonna it's a good piece of equipment. Obviously, um, backpack is on there. Obviously, you need okay. a good backpack to go backpacking. To yeah, that's helpful. There's the weight issue, the storage issue, the durability issue, blah blah blah. So you want to put some money into that. Okay. Um, stuff you did not put on there. Number one. Now I'm gonna save number one. Number um, three, which you missed but mocked, was the sleeping pad. If you're yeah, because I told you that you can get away with it. So let me just let me just say it. It actually says if your eyebrows are raised and you're shaking your head, which Carl's doing, let us explain. <laughs> Some uh, you know it says the sleeping pad is the the best way to maintain level and a level of comfort in the wild. Um, you know, after a long day's hike, your freeze dried dinner and a cup of hot cocoa are certainly you're certainly going to want to collapse into your bed and let your body rest. This is why. The days of the long, thin pad are gone. Technology's come a long way, and it's something that will give you uh, and your body extreme rest and comfort. So, which is important okay. for long trips. Well, any trip, but especially long trips, yeah. to let your body rest. Okay. So that's number three. Number right. two, which is my favorite, and I'm so stoked. This is number two. Socks. Uh, they listed mm, it at number two, but they also said it really shouldn't be. <laughs> um, okay. They come in. Okay, that that one, that one, I should have said. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you can't, um, if you, if your feet aren't comfortable, you're going to be miserable. Blisters, obviously. Right. Um, if your socks aren't durable, <laughs> that is going to be. I've had a, a couple of cheesy socks. I think my first year they actually got holes in them. And again, like we've talked okay. about before, your type of sock, which you had the cotton sock challenge, right. which you crushed, and I have baby feet, which I can't do cotton socks. So um, you know, you, you lean toward the wool socks, which keeps everything warm, drier, blah blah blah. So, but they're a little bit more money. Okay. Um, number one, which makes sense if you think about it, shoes. Uh, okay. Good shoes. You know, yeah. you gotta have good shoes. You could roll an ankle, okay. break something, twist something. Uh, yeah, I've I've had good trips with that with with junky shoes, old basketball shoes before my early but days. You're, but you're that's fine. I mean, okay, shoes are important though. You don't want to. I like the socks. One was was definitely the one I feel like I should have gotten it. But I will socks. say we have people that go in sandals, so maybe shoes wouldn't even be on their list. 
It's yeah. It's it's kind of a subjective list. It is. But, it yeah, is. There's some good arguments there. It is. It's good. That's good. All right. I, I, like that one. Good. Got... I, I have a I have a punishment for myself. Uh, failing, but yeah, that's, that's a fail. Point. That's a fail. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I deserve as a result Please. of this failure. Yeah. Okay. So I I I'm gonna kind of give over control to you for the water filter for the next trip. <laughs> that's not a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> he came here. Oh, I have no water filtration agenda. I I trust whatever judgment you have regarding water filters. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have some some people respond with like, "Why don't you use such and such water filter?" And oh sure, I've used. I think I've used almost all of them out there. I'll be honest. Look, if you guys want to just put all your suggestions, go ahead. It's totally fine. There's always something that's better than something else. I'm open. No, I'm 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 definitely open. Yeah. So if somebody's like this this never fails and it's like we'll try it. I would try anything fast. But I like I for like sure. most of the gear sure. we have already. I don't think there's nothing. Is there something that you really want to replace? We t- we talked about replacing the, the pocket rocket with the jet boil, and I've been on trips with that, and that's pretty cool. I I don't know the longevity mm. of that yet, but they seem to be holding up pretty well. So I would yeah. We talked about that being one of our our next big True. purchases. Okay. Guys, thanks again for joining. Thanks again for tuning in to the episode. Leave us a review on all the forums if you can. Uh, we appreciate the support, you guys. And remember, it is not backpacking unless there's 35 blisters along the way. I want to fly. Let me tell you something Carl didn't put on his list. Okay. He didn't put something that is is really necessary. He doesn't carry this. Um, but this is essential. Uh, and you can buy these at REI. You can buy these, you can make these, you can get them at Ralph's, any grocery store. It's called a poo bag. Okay. And um, you know, it's just it's just called being considerate, you know. Carl likes to handle his business with the toilet paper. And then it just, it's the one thing he doesn't put in the trash bag. And he just leaves it out there. And it's so sad. It's really sad. So I'm going to buy him a poo bag. And I, I don't know if he'll use it, but put it on the list. It's important. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.